live streaming is on. Live streaming is on. Okay, so hello and welcome back to our Spruecast podcast, which runs uh, every other week. Um, so we had a guest lined up for tonight. Uh, unfortunately, at the last minute, something's happened and they are unable to attend. So um, we're just going to have uh, a bit of a bit of a chit chat, really. Uh, it's just going to be a nice short one. Uh, so, first of all, we'll have a look at what we've been uh, building this week. Um, and uh, as usual, I will start with uh, my esteemed colleague. Uh, let's see, it was Josh last time. So, we we'll start with Gordon this time. Well, this is going to be a short one, isn't it? So, I've been here. <laughs> No, you haven't. I just realised when I said... I've been said, on the road. <laughs> yeah, I just realised you've been in Wales. <laughs> yeah, well, right. I did the coast to coast, west to east coast. There we go. I told you it was going to be a short one. <laughs> um, and Josh, now please don't tell me you've been on holiday as well. <laughs> So, luckily for you, I've been working on a bunch of my Age of Sigmar stuff. Um, I did get the Porsche back out, and I started like a week, two weeks ago. I put it in simple green to get all the paint and stuff off. And then I reprimed it this week, and probably next week I'll probably try to put some other color paint on it. And then I, I've just kind of been trying to get some of the figure stuff I've got made done. I actually got to play around with one of the new airbrushes I got last week. So not really a whole lot, just, you know, enough to keep me busy and not lose track of everything I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Well, I've... Um... I've been a bit busier. Um, I've almost finished the... I started building a Avro Lancaster um, that I got at a, a car boot sale, if, if you remember me mentioning this last time we were on. Um, and uh, I've, I've just about finished it, a few little tiny bits, but... Um, we have on the Sprue Surgery channel uh, on Facebook, we're currently running um, a group build. So if anyone's interested in joining, it's a MiG-25. Any MiG-25, <laughs> any MiG-25, basically it's got to be a MiG-25. And um, it runs until December the 31st. Uh, one of our members has kindly put up a prize, which is a tank. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember what the tank is. I think it's a T. Uh, it's a Mini Art 135th um, T36. Is that it, Gordon? Do you know which one it is? Uh, I'm not sure. It's like a self-propelled gun, isn't it? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So okay. it's um, yeah, it's a nice nice prize anyway, um, and that's that's for first place. Uh, we at the moment there are no prizes for second or third, um, but yeah, if you want to fancy, if you've got a mid twenty five or you you planning on buying one, come and join uh, Spruce Surgery Group and start building it. Uh, it's a friendly atmosphere um, and a good laugh. So I've been working on that the latter part of the week. Um, I've currently just putting the cockpit together. It's an old ICM kit. Uh, no, well, I say old. Um, it's an ICM kit. Um, I don't think it's that old, though. Uh, it's in very, very hard. The detail on it is amazing. I wish I had done a review of the kit before I had started putting it together. Uh, I missed an opportunity there because I wasn't expecting the level of detail to be as good as it is. Uh, there's no flash or anything on the kit. It goes together really nicely. Um, the only two gripes I've got at the moment are the instructions there's a couple of steps in there which are uh, wrong. They're either numbered wrong or the the pieces are not in the right position on the drawings. Um, nothing major. Uh, can be a bit of a niggle. If you're fairly new to modelling, um, it could throw you out a little bit. Uh, you, you know, there's a couple of them you've had to, I had to sort of stop and have a think about it and and try and work out what they were trying to say um because things didn't look right and yeah so i think step uh where's the let me just i got the book here and just in case anybody's uh, there i can tell you that um i'm just flicking through the page now um now if i remember correctly step three in the revel instruction guide um a16 and a17 should be revert in the, uh so a16 should be where a17 is and a17 should be where a16 is i believe if i got that correct or um it's it's hard to explain without pictures without you being able to see basically towards the rear of a16 there's two little um guides uh well they're not actually on that piece on a16 they're not actually on there um they are on a17 so it's not necessarily I'm, I'm a i'm mistaken a little bit in saying that a17 and a16 are reversed but basically the guides on a16 are actually on a17 um anybody that's got the kit will be able to see that straight away that um it's it's just not right um and then we go forward a little bit and this this is just a mere um me being a bit picky on this one but basically when we come to um so on step eight 
you're putting the seat and instrument panel into the side wall and there's a little groove in the side wall of piece number four where it clearly tells you that you know, the instrument panel seats in that groove right now if you come down to step number 10 where they've actually got the instrument panel fitted and the seat fitted um the instrument panel isn't in that groove and that groove is clearly there in the picture and it doesn't have anything in it um but it does the instrument panel does have to go in that groove um otherwise it's you know it's not gonna work um so at the moment they're the two things that i've uh, picked up on again like i say they're, they're tiny niggles um nothing more uh easily overcome i'm sorry the other one the other one i couldn't remember a minute ago was they don't give you no indication on step three piece number a one when you try and fit that in you can either fit it in with a in, in a slant or push it in straight um i believe that to do it the correct way you put it in straight um i don't think slanted is the right option but again you really need to have this kit in front of you for any of this to make any sense um apologies to anyone that's not doing that kit because that last little section probably sounded like a load of uh coded nonsense so there we go um that's where i'm at with the mig 25. right the uh, the prize that's uh, been donated is a mini art su 76 m with crew and the kit number is 35262 and it's one of mini art's recent releases well oh, thanks gordon there you go so it is a nice kit and thanks to uh the person that I don't know whether he wants his name mentioned or not so until he gives a go ahead on that we can only say thanks to uh, our anonymous benefactor or... so moving on then we're going to talk to josh today um josh has been to uh, a show uh, i've only ever been to one one show and that was the one at telford uh but uh, josh has been to what one was it josh the Oregon IPMS show was this uh, yesterday. So tell us about that then. So I'm going to have a couple questions too. But um, basically yesterday was the first time I'd went to one of the major shows up here. And it was kind of cool. Um, I, I think there was a lot of entries that were completely I don't know I don't I don't know if some of the judging I like I said I, I've got more questions than I have answers at this point but uh, for the most part I mean I, I, I paid like five bucks to get in that's cheap from what I've heard um, But they had this, like, armory set up 
to where there was like, and maybe it's just they're there year round. I have no idea, but there was two tanks sitting outside the front of the building. One was a Sherman tank. The other one, I have no idea what it was called. Um, but it was pretty cool. It looked like maybe one person could just be in it though. Um, but you got in, you basically walked through the door, signed in, you know, I didn't take anything, so I didn't do any of the entry forms. I'll probably put something in next year, but, uh, it seemed like if you gave, I think it was like 10 bucks, you got to enter as many kits as you wanted. Um, and then I, I went there right as the doors opened. So not all the vendors were out yet or at least there. Cause some of them come from like, there was a group there from Canada. Um, but overall I, you know, like some of the figures, some of the cars, cars I thought were, were really really good i don't think i could compete in that particular section but the section that i thought i would do really really good in is the figure painting and i don't think it matters which which size um i think there was only like three 28 millimeter figures or below or and maybe it was 50 second and below but there was only three figures there and the three that were there were we're okay. What does that uh, measurement relate to when you get these models and they're like, they say 27 millimeters, 56 millimeters? What well, I never know what that means. What? So the Warhammer stuff is what, 28 millimeters? I don't know because I don't know what that measurement relates to. Is it the height from the 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 base from the table to the top of the head or is it uh, i i want to say it's from the base to the top of the head i i'm pretty sure that's what it is because there's there's some that are 28 millimeters and it's from the base to the top of the head yeah but 52 i think is from the from the bottom of the base to the top of the head so yeah so the bigger the size in millimeters the bigger the the actual piece yeah and there there were some cool stuff there um i thought some of the vendors were <laughs> kind of hit and miss some of them you could tell that was that guy's collection that he was selling to either get a little bit of money or get something else, you know? Yeah. There were a couple of shops there that I thought like I got, and this is, I will go over some of the stuff I got yesterday from the show, but I got a 2014 Corvette Stingray level three from Ravel for 15 bucks. Yeah. That's not bad. Is it? So, and that guy had everything like 15, 20 bucks. And yeah. a lot of that stuff was like 30 or 40 in the hobby shop. Yeah. I was going to say that looking at that box there, the size of that box, if we went to our local um, hobby 
hobby shop um that would be i would think around 25 27 quid something like that for that that one kit there yeah and then the other guy that had a shop um he i mean he 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 i think overpriced a bunch of stuff because he thought it would sell yeah which is kind of sad because a lot of his stuff did not move one bit throughout the entire day he got it the wrong way around see people go to them places to look for bargains they don't they don't go to get stuff they can get all year round at that price yeah and and like i said this is the first time me going so i could be completely wrong yeah you know but i know it is it is i mean the big companies i found at telford the big companies they didn't really offer any any anything great in terms of prices. Um, they were just standard prices. It was the it was the smaller companies that um, had the better deals, or or there seemed to be a lot of people there that had businesses in maybe reclaimed um, goods. So these people maybe go into um, hobby shops that have gone bust and just buy all the uh, stock. Um, and then they go to these shows and just sell it at a really knockdown rate. Um, I don't know whether that there is businesses out there that do that specifically with hobbies, but um, so that's, that's the opinion I got so one of the one of the vending tables every time I, I bought i bought a whole kind kinds of stuff from him but uh he every time he, he sold something he wrote it down and i was asking why he was keeping track and he's like no this is this is for an estate sale i'm just trying to help the family sell a bunch of the kits yeah and I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so somebody's died and they're selling all the... I mean, this is this is another thing that makes you... Um, going back to... Have we done the stash? We've done the stash. Um, yep. We have. So this is one thing we didn't touch on. Um, so if you're a modeler, you spend all your life uh collecting kits and you have this massive stash and then you know then you pass away and your family goes and sells it all <laughs> so um it's kind of weird in a way that um it seems a bit i don't know i don't know what to make of that oh well, i mean i mean if people in the f i don't know Maybe I, <laughs> I should. Well, what's your opinions on that, Gordon? Because you've got a big stash. There's no doubt about it. You've got a massive stash. Oh, some, some people collect kits. Some people buy kits to build. But they've got that many never get around to building it. And in a roundabout way, it's some way of leaving a little bit of something for the ones you've left behind. So does it... Would it bother you? Does it bother you in the back of your head that maybe your stuff's just going to get flogged? No. 
but I bet there's people out there that it would, that it would bother them. There's people out there that it probably would bother. There's people out there that'd love to get their hands on some of the stats. <laughs> Well, so it's um, for you. It's like uh, you're you're leaving an investment behind to help your kids on, or whoever. In a roundabout way, you can yeah. Work that way, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I haven't got enough stuff to. <laughs> it would cost more to sell my stuff than lead make. Um, yeah, yeah. There you go. It's uh, but that was something we never touched on when we done stashes. Anyway, sorry, Josh. Carry on. So, so my question to you two is: How are they? How do they do the judging over in, you know, for when you've gone to shows? Well, I'm of the opinion that the judging is generally um, a bit haphazard. What does that mean? Well, I've I've seen kits that look amazing. And then I've seen the kit that's won. And it maybe don't look quite as amazing as the other kits I've seen. And I've heard, you know, IPMS. Um, I've known a few... Well, I'll say a few. I've known three IPMS judges. One of them's a really nice guy. I've got no problems with at all. But the other two were not pleasant. <laughs> um, yeah, they... they I, I, you know, I've got to be careful because I don't want to end up with a load of bloody flack over it. But um, they generally felt that they gave off this air that they were better than everyone else. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I, I understand that. So, so I, I, I guess maybe I'll, I'll ask the question this way: How? Why why are they using a flashlight? I never understood that yesterday. Right. And I mean they like if this is the figure, that yeah. flashlight was like right here. Like just just right on top of it. And looking at paint finish, maybe. I, I didn't understand that at all. Gordon would know better than I. He's been at it a lot longer than I. Oh, this 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 is it. This is one of the debates that have been uh, has been going round for a bit, right? Where you see some judges like Josh has just said they've got a flashlight, they've gone right up to the item that they're having a look at. Some of them have gone there with magnifying glasses and stuff to have a look at the detail or whatever they're looking for. To me, that's unfair. If you're judging somebody's work. It should be judged from a certain distance, not right at the end of your bloody nose. Yeah, because, um, yeah, it's got to be said that when you put something that close, um, you can see every single stroke, yeah. uh, you know, and something that looks fantastic at 30 centimetres 
which is still very close, uh, sort of five centimetres will look awful. But... Because um, I, I, I really, really thought the judging was... There, there were a couple that were, like, totally unfair. And, I mean, that's going to happen a little bit because you have different opinions on what they're looking at. Which is, you know, not too bad. But um, there was this orange car. I want to say like a, a Chevy Bel Air, I think is what it was, with the air conditioner thing in the window. Oh, right. Oh, you took a picture of it, didn't you? Yeah. No, I took a video of it. Yeah. It, and, I thought that was a lamp. No, it wasn't a lamp. Um, but anyway, that guy did not win. And the two cars that – or the three cars that were ahead of him, he got fourth and was told that because yeah. he was there watching the judging and stuff. And I, I was kind of curious how they were going to judge those four cars. And I thought maybe he could have got Third and fourth could have been switched, but like it was really close. But that guy was so bummed at the end of it. So it's yeah. like, and that's kind of why I was asking the questions on judging. It just like it just blew me away that that guy didn't place. I mean, I, I, I. I'm not good enough to enter for them that sort of competition because the skill level is immense. They're, they're far better than I can do. So um, I haven't got a, you know, I'm just looking at things I've seen and just sometimes it doesn't make sense. Um, uh, and sometimes I've spoken to, it's just the whole vibe some of these IPMS judges give off is really like they're far superior. Um, like to think they are. Yeah. Yeah, and it's um, now. I bear in mind, I'm only going. My, my reference is only three people that I've spoken to. All three of them were judges. Um, one of them actually runs uh, a swap, an IPMS swap page or something on uh, Facebook. And um, he, he was downright shitty with me. Um, he was very rude. Um, over a, I, I was trying to sell something. Um and he was very, very rude to me. Uh, but that that's by the by. And uh, I just don't know, because the, the, the other thing you've got is when, when anyone judges anything, it's their opinion. And if you get it, let's say you get three judges and they're judging general modelling uh, overall. And all three judges are huge car um builders or cars is their preferred build they love cars or you know everything like that 
and you've got, I don't know, five different uh, subjects that they're, that are, they're judging on, and one of them is a car, and the rest are not. Inevitably, that car wins. Um, I've, I've seen similar things happen. Uh, let's just leave it at that. I'm not. I'm not going to go any further with this. I'm not, I'm... That's that's the whole reason why I've jacked in doing the the model shows and entering competitions because it was in inconsistency and unfairness to some of the judges. Yeah. So, um... I mean, I know, I know. Yesterday, if I'd have took maybe two figures down there, I probably would have came away with medals. But the car stuff I do, I probably wouldn't have. I'd have been dead last. Um, they didn't really have any 3D printed stuff down there. I, I did notice that. But there was, yeah. I, I'll tell you what, there was some impressive Gundam stuff down there. Yeah, Gundam's, I know it's huge in America. Um, it's, it's getting big over here. Uh, some would say it's huge already over here. The, the people that make Gundam over here would probably say it's huge over here already. Um, but I, 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 I'm basing my uh, fact, uh, the fact that I don't think it's huge on most of the modeling channels. Um, you've got your mainstream Gundam channels. Um, there's, I, I, I don't know how many are based in Britain. There's, there's, but most of the other groups, there's very little in terms of Gundam models. Uh, they all tend to go to the main two uh, that I know of. Um, and so, I don't know, I'm a little bit out of my depth when it comes to Gundam models. I don't know that much about them. I've got one in my stash that I haven't built yet. Um, I do want to build it. It was only, a, I only bought it cheap. I primarily bought it because I wanted to um, try and attract some Gundam builders to my channel. Um, and I thought that was a way of doing it. Um, but obviously since then I've stopped doing the Wednesday night shows on that channel. Um, and, and the Gundam model sort of sat there. I do want to build it. And I, I've, I've seen occasionally I've seen a Gundam model that I think, wow, that looks great. And the latest one I saw, I posted up on our page and I don't know if you saw it, Josh and Gordon, it was the one of the, Gundam model coming out of like a mirror, yeah, and, yeah. and they splintered all the mirror and got it exploding outwards. Yeah, I see it. Not gonna lie, that one was pretty cool. Yeah, that that is the best Gundam model I have ever seen. Um, it was different because uh, most of them have got you know it's it's a Gundam model. Um, a bit so, like looking at a collection of Spitfires. Um, but this was different. This, they'd done something really different with it, and I liked it. And and that, to me, had more appeal. That, to me, would drag me more into Gundam modelling than looking at more and more and more of the same thing. So, But, I mean, 
Really, I mean, it's it's why a lot of the kids are going to the the Warhammer stuff, the Gundam. Yeah. But because I mean, really, at the end of the day, how many Corvettes are you can you, are you really gonna do? Well, you know, I don't, I don't know how many there are, but there will be people out there that will build every kind of Corvette going. But but then you go to, I mean, you have to go to a different car. You know what I mean? Like Gundams. There's maybe one or two of the same ones in the height grade of them, but there's hundreds and hundreds of those things. Yeah, and that's why I think kids are going to those instead of model model cars because you have more options and you have everything from ten bucks to two hundred eighty that you can choose from, and price wise. Yeah. and it's a little bit cheaper in some regards too well i mean the biggest thing off i think uh, swapping over to um uh, the games workshop um now their stuff you're right it's appealing to a lot of children and adults there's a lot of adults buy it as well um i've i've got a set that i bought um can't remember when it was but it this year and it was um the warhammer age of sigma it's a starter set and um i looked at it and so let, let me tell you i went into the shop and i only went in to have a look at the figures and it's very well laid out they've got it very well planned when you go in there you get drawn in even when you you know you're experienced at modeling you get drawn into their the whole um the whole story behind everything yeah. so i picked up a couple of kits and i looked at them and the guy came over and he started telling me this story about these models and what they'd been through and where they were going who they were battling and why and and i got you know i totally got hooked into the story and um and and while he's standing there i'm looking at the figures that have been painted and i'm thinking you know what i could do something really good with that um i I could do this i could do that i could add this effect that effect and before i knew where i was i bought a starter set now once i left the shop and came home um that magic spell started to wear off and uh i took it out of the box and i I mean they've made it a lot easier because they've made it snap together now but anyone buying them thinking they've got an easy job of painting them i think is very much mistaken because the way they've got it set up you've got people when you go in there you've got people that are in there painting their models but generally the people that are in there painting their models know what they're doing to a degree most of them that i've seen in there know what they're doing so people coming in novices coming in look at it and think oh yeah that looks easy i could do that but then they get them home, they pull them out, and it's a totally different story when you've got them in front of you. There's loads of pieces to them kits. They're they're small. They're very very highly detailed. Um, 
and you do need a good level of um, paints painting skills to do them. Um, well, I don't know about that, but you know, I, I, mean, I would say you 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 do because to to get them to look any decent. I mean, that's again, that's my opinion. Cause, and the reason I say no, because basically it's for a tabletop game. You don't even have to really paint them. No, you don't. That's they look true. Better painted. They look better painted. Yeah. But, I mean, if, if you remember, and this is kind of my curve on the figure painting. If you put down a base coat of all the stuff you want painted a certain color, then you wash it. Then you give it a highlight, and then you clear coat it. You really don't have to do a whole lot after that. Well, this is what the contrast paints were about, weren't they? Uh, the contrast paints, well, they they do work. I'm not a yeah. big fan of them. I I did buy two of them. Um, I bought some, um, and I like them, but I like them on – uh, using them on planes and for weathering and stuff like that. I find they're great on things like that. The cockpit, for example, on this um, has had contrast paints put on it, and um, it looks great. It, they worked really well on this. Um, I mean, nobody can see, but uh, I, I've got an example there. Um, so I, I like them on, on other things. I don't think they work particularly well on their small figures. Um, but uh, I can see you get by with them. But I think that the Games Workshop, the people that go in there fall into two camps. You've either got the people that go in for the gaming, and, you know, they're mainly there for the gaming. And then you've got the figure builders like yourself, Josh, that go in uh, like me as well. I go in because I like to buy the figures to paint. Um, and I paint them, and I may go back and play uh, a game with them. But generally, they're going to be there for. I'm 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 buying them for display. Yeah, but that's why I said. I mean, you really, at the end of the day, it's it's your preference too. Yeah, because I mean, you can not paint them. You can paint them to the hundredth degree. Um, they have all kinds of different types of figures, but I mean, it is the subject. My favorite figures when it comes to Warhammer are the big ones, the big, um, knights that like guild paints. I love them. Yeah. I've, they're I've, amazing. They're, they're really cool. I've got probably about four more <laughs> I need to do, but you know. No, I and this is a, this is a true story. Um, I buy most of my kits, or when I did buy them, I bought most of my kits from um, a person, a guy called Mike Jolly, and um, he put up uh, one day put up this limited special offer, and these limited special offers happen once every week. Um, normally on a Thursday, and you'll get a selection of, of kits come in that are very, very cheap, right? And um, so this this one Thursday, I go on, I'm having a look, and he's got a pack of two night 
two night defenders or something you know like gill paints okay and they look like that and i thought my god they were 37 pounds for the two right I thought, what is that so what is that probably 50 60 bucks my cost no me? i don't know what the exchange rate is it's not that it's not as big a difference anymore is it are you are you sure you were looking at the actual titans or the littler ones right i'm getting to that so <laughs> i was expecting the titans coming right well when they finally arrived they came in a little box so oh, yeah. i paid for two what i thought were going to be the two big titans that um gill paints and what i've in fact ended up with uh two teeny weeny um well two tabletop tiny figures so so what he's referring to is the adeptus I, i'm gonna blotch the word but it's the 28 millimeter board game they made for the yes night. yes uh, that, that's what i got and i mean to be honest i they're they're okay they're just really small <laughs> i haven't i haven't even took them out of the box to have a look <laughs> i was that did i was that crushed <laughs> oh yeah i i i got to look at those this weekend so since one of the vendors had them i got to look at them i thought they were way too overpriced to be fair yeah. um but i say the same thing about the night titans um, yeah they're about 100 quid each here oh dude i'm i'm paying anywhere from 150 to almost 200 for them here and that's for one yeah yeah that's um, I, I would love i would really love to have one to paint um they are by far pretty much top of my wish list next to um the um fly 132nd wessex um that that's the very top of my wish list um but unfortunately that just keeps going up in price now so it doesn't look as though i'll ever get one of those unless uh one falls out of the sky at some point but i can't see that happening um anyway uh I, 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 you know, I think, is there anything else you want to tell us about the uh, show or are we? So, so basically out of one of the vendors, I'll go over what I actually got. What oh I got. yeah. You was going to tell us what you got. Um, so basically I already said the, the vet. So I'll just set that off to the side. That was, that was pretty cool, but yeah. I got an, AH1W Super Cobra from Itallery. Itallery, yeah. Okay, we'll go with that. It'll okay. <clears throat> it's what one seventy second. So yeah. And then for the group build, I've got a Mig twenty five now. Yes. And then I also have a Mig twenty three because that's yeah. what I looking for at the show i was I now was that's shocked. a sensible size box you see your mig 25 yeah have a look have a look in there and see how much space you've got 
It's it's pretty big. Split. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, if you see the boxes that ours are in, they're huge. They're <laughs> at least double the size of that, but the kit is the same size as yours. But our boxes are double the size. Oh really? Yeah. yeah this this one's one forty eight, so it should be. And then I got a MiG twenty three that's one seventy second, or one. Yeah, one seventy second. And f- to be honest, I I I I was I was just gonna I, I found this for five bucks, and I was just gonna build this for the group build, and and then I found the other one for ten bucks. So I was like, okay, I'll just get that then. Yeah, that's not a bad price. That ten bucks for. And then I went down my uh, helicopter. I'm not going to ask why you've got a dwarf's um, settee on the floor there. What? You've got like a, a, a leprechaun's sofa against the wall. <laughs> so, yeah. Dog box. What, what? And actually, no, it's actually a kid's couch is what that is. Oh, but it, it's gotten modified to the to the dog couch out in the garage. Um, <laughs> really? It's a kid's couch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if you pull the top of it out, it'll fold out to a bed. Oh, right. So, yeah. But anyway, the I got a Eurocopter UH-72A. It's Let's a, have a look at that a minute. I know people can't see it on the, yeah. I it's like only that. a second. So that was that was pretty cool. And all the helicopters I have gotten yesterday, I think I only spent 15 bucks on all of them. No, that's not bad. An Academy MH6 Stealth Quick Attack Helicopter. So that, that'll be fun. I've done another one of these. So yeah. they're, they're a quick, tiny little build. I think I did the other one for um, – when the Styrian Syndicate did their 48-hour group build or whatever, their marathon build, that they'll never happen again. Um, so there's McDonald Douglas AH-64A Apache helicopter. Yeah, like the Apache. One of my favorite helicopters. I mean it I mean it's AMT, it's still wrapped, so I thought, okay, yeah. cool. One of the hardest helicopters to fly that, if not the hardest helicopter to fly. I read a, I read an autobiography of an Apache pilot um in the Gulf and he, he reckons they're without a doubt the most difficult helicopter to um learn to fly. And then I got an ME twenty four V hind E hind E Hindi hind E. It's the Russian helicopter. Oh yeah, like that. That's the one Rambo took down with uh, on his own. <laughs> yeah. And then the raffle I got, and I didn't really. I didn't really get my number called, but they had a bunch of stuff left on the table. And they said people that were standing around, if they saw something they wanted, 
So I grabbed one of the boxes that was wrapped. It's a Mirage 2000. Oh, right, yeah. Exo missile? Exot missile? Exocet missile. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> so, I mean, that's basically what I got yesterday. I didn't take a whole bunch of money with me, but I did get quite a few stuff. Yeah, it's nice when you come back with a nice little stash like that. I keep you that that alone would keep you going for the year, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm 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 still. I don't have a really big stash. I really don't. But no. I build enough to where throughout the year I I'll do at least half of this this year. Yeah. And then the rest of that goes for like later in life, <laughs> you know, when I don't have the extra money to go buy stuff, I'll have. Yeah. Stuff well, I mean, I don't, I don't have a big stash. Um, I, I've got about 30 kits. Um, I've been very, I've been very lucky because I've had, um, I've had people such as uh, Gordon here sent me a kit um really generous of him and he, he sent me in fact sent me the mig 25 i'm building at the moment and um that was supremely generous of him um and i've had another person send me a ship um and uh bob has sent me a couple of figures over the, the you know uh last couple of years so i've been very very lucky in that respect um and i think that's one of the things um that's i like about this hobby if you can get if you can get a, a nice group of friends together um it makes all the difference to your hobby building and everything And I know you you uh, you've got the syndicate that you sort of um, build with on an because you're in America you're on a different time time zone so you sort of build with friends over there as well don't you and so you can we can all relate to that you know why I've wandered off I've wandered off on a tangent so yeah I mean basically I the syndicate is probably where everybody knows me from. Yeah. Um, I'm over there quite a bit. I, I really like how that page is ran. Um, Gil, Gil's been on the podcast, so everybody's got to at least hear the interview. And yeah. He's a really cool guy. Um, Gil is, and it, it's worth giving. If you're, if you're in the American time zone, even if you're in the British time zone and you can't sleep, um gill holds regular hangouts uh sometimes they're live sometimes they're not um but he openly invites people to come in and and sort of chat with them it's a very friendly atmosphere um he's a really nice guy he'll do anything to help you you know just don't go in there um swearing and you know stuff like that because you know he doesn't need that sort of thing 
Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> it, it's 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 a really cool group. Um, probably one of the other groups I like that I don't really get to attend much is uh, Pablo's group. Pablo's got a very very cool group as well. Um, yeah, and then you can just go down the Facebook community rabbit hole for the rest. I. I have some of the other ones that I I attend, but it's more like they do they just do Facebook stuff. They don't really do you or YouTube much, but I mean at the end of the day, I mean you can't really <laughs> can't can't really spend you know there's only so many hours in a day. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. So there we go. I mean there was no structure to tonight's uh, podcast. We were just having a chit chat um, and uh, we were speaking to Josh about his trip to, uh, I was going to say the zoo then for some reason, but. Uh, there is a zoo in Portland. There is a zoo. There's also a volcano, I found out. But that's that, a whole that's, that's up the road a ways. That, that's a whole different story. Um, Anyway, yeah, so, um, yeah, we spoke to him about that. We've covered uh, uh, IPMS judging and gen judging in general. Um, we've just had a general chit-chat about whatever. That's all tonight's been. Um, we hope you've enjoyed listening. Uh, don't forget, uh, we're back again in two weeks when we will be um, – I'll have to have a look at the calendar. I'm debating whether to make our calendar available to public to look at. No, not yet. I, I don't think we should do that yet. No? Okay. Well, uh, we've got some stuff lined up, but uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, it's thrown me a little bit, the 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 interview we had planned that hasn't gone ahead. Um, so uh, I'm going to have to shuffle things around now and see, see what's what. So thanks for listening anyway. Um, thanks to everyone that subscribed. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. It makes all the difference to the channel. Um, you know, it means we get higher ratings in the search engines and uh, we get thrown up more to people in their little side uh you know, the little things that scroll along the side and tell you recommend this. And so, yeah, please do subscribe. Please do like. Um, we're available on uh, Castbox and Spotify. Yeah, Castbox, Spotify. Um, what was the other one we were on? There was another big one, weren't there? As far as I know, unless you've forgot to tell me, it's just those two. No, Castbox, Spotify. I'm sure there was another one. Google. Was it not Google? You were working on... I was iTunes. working on iTunes and Google. I think Google's... We've got Google now. We, oh, were, right. we weren't on the search listings for Google. Mm. But now, if you put an, if you put in Spruecast in Google, in their Google engine now, I think we'd come up as like the, the first five entries. 
so um yeah so we've been google as well which is good uh before when you put our name in we weren't nowhere to be seen um i had to actually send in an application uh and and give some details about the site about what we were doing and i also had to provide links to our rss feed um and then they look at it and they decide whether and anyway we were successful we're on there or we were <laughs> whether we still are i don't know after tonight maybe not um anyway uh thanks for watching and we'll see you all next week until then it's bye from me bye from me bye guys and there we go and now i have to do this thing where i've got to find the stop live stream there we go